1: Okay, wait. Hi, you guys. I have a question. Wasn't 2021 supposed to be better than 2020? I mean, let's be fair. It has been better. The problem is with a few days left before the new year, it's getting a little tense again. But you know this, our small but mighty team here at Everyone Talks to Liz is always looking through a different prism, flipping the narrative, seeking out the silver lining. So as we enter the now third year of the COVID-19 pandemic, the most important thing that we've learned, and we hope you have too, from our amazing guests, is that at every turn, they turned a stumble into a success, a failure into a triumph. What is their secret? We thought we would cull together some of the best bits from our dream builders this year. In March, I spoke with celebrity cruise captain Kate McHugh, who shattered glass ceilings to become the first female American captain of a major cruise line.
0: I was working for a container ship company when I sent my resume out to every single cruise line in the industry. And I was one of the very few that graduated that wanted wanted to go on cruise ships because there is a stigma that international shipping, you don't get paid the same. um, It's different contracts. All of that is just hogwash. But anyway, so when I graduated and I started working for this container company and sending out my resume, I sent it via snail mail and via email, which in 2000 was still a newfangled thing. And I wasn't hearing anything back. Nothing. So I changed my resume and I applied to be a bartender with Disney Cruise Line um, just to get my foot in the door. And I figured once my foot is in the door, then I can try and get my way to the bridge. Well, Disney took my resume and they looked at it and they go, she's not qualified to be a bartender because (laughs) I had never served a drink in my life. But she is qualified to be on the bridge of our ships as as the lowest ranking bridge officer, which was the third officer at the time. So that's how I got my foot in the door as the third officer with Disney
2: Cruise Line.
1: No experience in your dream field? So what? Jonathan Webb was living in D.C. working on government solar energy strategy when with zero agricultural experience, he launched App Harvest, a publicly traded indoor clean farming company.
3: In the beginning, I, I didn't have a whole lot of cash in my bank account, but I used that, which was, I don't even know at the time, probably thirty forty thousand dollars $40,000. I maxed out my credit cards like any net. Anybody with a with full got full conviction in, in a company and I, I did all those all those things. Uh, I moved from DC to Harold, Kentucky, which is at, outside of the big city of Pikeville, Kentucky, uh, and I was we were running the company out out of the house. Um, and then I found out JD Vance uh, got named to run Steve Case's fund It Rise of the Rest in DC. And so Steve was the founder of AOL. He started this fund Rise of the Rest. And the thesis of the fund is that 80% of venture capital goes to San Francisco,
1: New York city, and Boston. Right. So he says, let's avoid the the coasts and go to the so-called flyover states, you know, the Midwest, the South.
3: Yep. Yeah, bingo. And I'm, I'm scouring it. I'm a year into this. I had not raised a dime. I'd about spent everything I had. Um, and I hear I, I hear the news about JD. So I go back to DC, stalk JD. I, I, I got introduced to him through a mutual. Now the individual's on my board. Um, <laughs> I really just went to JD and he had been in the job for a week. And I was like, JD, you have no idea who I am, but you've got to invest in this company. Like, I'm not leaving the room. You will have to call security. I'm not leaving. It's, I don't care what the dollar amount is. I need some money. It's got to come from Steve. I'll get the credibility. I'll be able to go raise more money. So that went on for about a week to 10
1: days. Uh, and I got him to write a $150,000 check. You know, the saying when one door closes, another one opens. Melissa Beniché did not wait for another door to open when she got canned from her corporate job. A day after she was fired, she yanked, pulled and pried the door open and launched her mini cupcake business baked by Melissa, which today is anything but mini.
2: I was 24 years old. I was working as an assistant media planner at Deutsch Advertising and I sucked at my job. So they fired <laughs> me, and they should have. I'm so happy they did. Um, obviously at the time of being fired, I didn't feel that way, I was upset. I went back from HR, and they called me to HR over the loudspeaker, because it's like this big office, like sprawling office that's one whole city block. Um, and I thought I was getting a raise actually. But I sat down in Felicia Geiger's office, who was the head of HR at the time, who I love and still have a Facebook relationship with today. She's the best and so supportive of Big by Melissa. And she, you know, terminated my employment. And I was like distraught, I couldn't believe it. Why didn't anyone come to me and tell me I wasn't performing, yada, yada, I'm sure they did. But I went back to my cubicle and I was really upset. I think I was like borderline tears, if not in tears. And I picked up the phone, I called my brother, who is my best friend and a born crazy entrepreneur. He had just moved into his very first office in Manhattan. He started an interactive agency building websites for people. So I literally went from Deutsch being fired in a taxi to Brian's new office on 38th and 8th. And I sat down and he basically said, the great big brother that he has, Go Home Bake Your Cupcakes, we'll start a business together, which... Was not crazy because we always wanted to start a business together. Um, We used to like spend family vacations talking about new business ideas. And I went home, I baked four batches of cupcakes. I stopped at the Food Emporium in Murray Hill on my way home thinking, okay, I already have my tie-dye cupcakes that I'm known for. I was baking my tie-dye cupcakes at the time for everyone and anyone. If it was your birthday and I love you and I love a ton of people, I baked tie-dye cupcakes for you. And so they had become these beautiful, bright, vibrant, like I perfected the product. I baked hundreds of batches already by the time I got fired. But I knew I needed like, you know, two to three other flavors. So the night I was fired, I baked a batch of tie dye, peanut butter cup, cookie dough, and s'mores cupcakes.
1: We're not done yet. We'll be back in a moment. wait another moment to start your learning journey with Masterclass. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com slash Liz. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash Liz. Masterclass.com slash Liz. For us this year, no one embodied the American dream better than Silicon Valley billionaire Jay Chaudhary. The founder and CEO of cybersecurity giant Zscaler shared his journey with us going from a small village in the Himalayas with no electricity to Silicon Valley to create the world's largest cloud native security platform.
4: You know, I had a bigger shock to go from my tiny village to my IIT in India in mm. a big city, then actually coming from there to the U.S., the, the gap between my village and IIT was much bigger. Once I got to the IIT, there's so many students who knew about U.S. We, we knew many friends have gone there. We knew the best education can be had there. So also, I've been fairly how should I say, risk taker from early on. I did not realize that I could take risks from business because there's no entrepreneurship background in my family. They were simply farmers. But I always tried adventure and new things. So coming to America for higher education was kind of learning and adventure. So was I nervous about it? Not really. I was looking forward to a new world. And I read so much about America. I, I love the country. In my early days, first time I watched America landing on the moon in 69. So all those things fascinated me.
1: And how about this? Who says your side hustle can't make you rich? The Boom Chickapop co-founders turned their hobby of selling their delicious kettle corn at county fairs and farmers markets into a sweet multi-million dollar business.
0: I was a psychiatric nurse practitioner and I was working in new mexico in gallup new mexico as a nurse and um it was after graduate school at emory and then um, dan was there teaching high school um and coaching and we met in his uncle's kitchen in gallup new mexico in 1992.
1: dan you that- remember that moment
5: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it what was what was ironic about it was in, i played baseball in college And so I I broke my jaw, my junior year in college, I got hit by a line drive, I was a pitcher. And so I went through this whole six weeks, eight weeks of being wired shut in college. All of a sudden, move ahead three years, I'm in my uncle's kitchen, we're talking and I, I see Angie, and she tells me this story that she broke her jaw like oh, months I was previous. Wired shut, I was wired like, shut I was just wired like, like it. So yeah. we kind of had <laughs> something to talk about. We
0: both had broken jaws.
2: And,
5: uh, <laughs> so we kind of took from there. I would, like Dan said I was teaching at the time. I was teaching high school in in Gallup, New Mexico, and we we both kind of found our ways. Uh, our way there, and and it really kind of started a relationship uh, between us that eventually led to marriage and two children.
1: <laughs> wait, wait. So you you shared on your first sort of meeting your maxillofacial surgeries, <laughs> Dr- drinking
0: drinking your dinner through a straw, and you know carrying your scissors with you in case you know something well, happens to cut your jaw. You know, cut I mean, jaw. I
5: could I could relate to her challenges, and and like I was I felt bad for her. it's like oh my gosh I thought I was the only person had to go through this. Now I've met another person. So I, I, you know, it was very, uh, I mean, it's, it's a great story now.
1: And finally, arguably one of the biggest stories of forget the year, more like the decade for investing has been the rise of the Reddit rebels, this army of retailer individual investors who banded together in the Wall Street Bets Reddit chat room to foil big Wall Street funds who had been betting against certain struggling stocks like GameStop and AMC Theatres. Who started it all? Wall Street Bets founder Jamie Rogozinski joined me on the risks he's taken in his life and career to start the movement that moved mountains on Wall Street and helped Main Street hoist the victory banner by crushing the short sellers.
6: I mean, this the, it was a good description you had uh, when you're talking about this kind of slow boil that just explodes because that slow boil really started even before I started Wall Street Bets, right? We had this kind of... Uh, catalyst that you get to see the culmination of a lot of factors kind of coming in at the right time at the right place and it starts i would say the 2008 financial crisis you know myself included being affected by this i'd lost my job uh as a direct result of this uh this issue that was a worldwide problem caused by the banks and all these things that has been talked about ad nauseum and uh you know and then i Started kind of recovering, but a lot of people were in that same kind of a a situation. Kids are graduating from college and very low prospects for getting a job and then big debts to pay off for those loans. So then I get my job, I finally get a job and it's a really well-paying job. And I'm at a point in my life where I can take chances. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to take some of my extra money I'm going to risk it. And I'm going to risk it in a way that's fun and then in a way that I can hopefully become very rich and then not have to have a job anymore. And, you know, that's in in order to be able to pull that off, you have to risk a lot. And so I couldn't find any place or any people that wanted to talk about stocks in that same way. Uh, or we're hoping to to get there because all the all the other places that exist they're like all right invest this in this diversified low commission index funds and you know you'll compound interest and dividends and these things that we' never going to get me where I want to get to you can't be Warren buffett by uh you know by putting in a few hundred bucks a month but you can sometimes get lucky with the others so I created this thing and to my surprise there was a lot of people that were in that same in that same boat right so that's that's where it kind of started mm-hmm. and it started taking on a life of its own prior to what we saw with GameStop, we'd seen other really high profile things that had happened on wall street bets. And they, lots of them did make the news, but they were like Bloomberg or they were, just, you know, the, the market watch or just very mm-hmm. specific market. And they would talk about the, the, they were, sorry, what you'd see is these exploitations where these individual retail traders or meme stock traders could find inefficiencies that they could exploit to their own benefit. And and very very clever people, very creative, very hungry for risk, not afraid of losing money, and and they were doing really incredible things, and oftentimes breaking stuff. And then what we saw in, with GameStop was kind of like the ultimate uh, presentation of this. You know, this is retail. We do have uh, an edge. We do have a say in this. We do get to, to, to have a seat and participate in this in these markets. And I think that there was. An inkling of that 2008 kind of uh, uh, lingering, uh, pent up feelings that Mm. were never really resolved. And I think I think you got to see that with GameStop.
1: Well, what was the first stock? You just said that you started to see certain things, certain inefficiencies that the retail investors in your Wall Street Pets Reddit room began to capitalize upon. What was the first example of that?
6: So it's highly technical but it's probably my favorite one ever. Okay. Even it's, it's it's even better than the GameStop in my opinion. Although GameStop is really good too. So this individual and so I'll apologize if this is too technical. I'll try it my best to to simplify it.
1: Happy holidays. Healthy and happy new year you guys. I just adore you. Thank you so much for helping us build the largest audio library of American dream stories out there. Boy, do we have more to come in 2022.